Your internet and wireless should always have you covered. With Xfinity, you're covered far and wide. Get the best internet experience at home with Xfinity XFi and the best wireless coverage with Xfinity Mobile. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Requires residential postpay Xfinity internet. Restrictions apply. Hello. <laughs> Can y'all see me? <laughs> How are you? How is everyone? Oh, one moment. How is everyone doing today? I pray that you're all doing well and that you are standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might today. Uh, I apologize for the few minutes here because I was experiencing some technical difficulties with my uh, with my laptop. You know, the enemy has to play his position and just remember that he's our servant. Okay, so he's just doing his job. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it's good to see you guys today and I pray that you all can see me well. Um, I know that last the last time we did this, um, I went back and watched the, the video and half of my face was cut off. So uh, uh, most of the time you were just talking to my mouth, but um, I apologize for that. That was not intentional. Um, but as we know, you know, God uses everything and he makes everything work together for our good. So perhaps, you know, that was all that needed to be seen. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, uh, we're just going to uh, go ahead and start with a word of prayer here and um, jump right into the teaching. Now, uh, once again, this is um, how to slay in prayer. Welcome to how to slay in prayer. This is uh, our, a, a teaching or a teaching series. It's going to be a live uh, teaching series, whereas uh, I will be teaching how to um, um how to be victorious in prayer. I know uh, several people have actually asked me to teach on prayer and to help them understand, you know, warfare in prayer, how to war in prayer um, and things of that nature. And um, I like to refer to it as spirit. Good morning. Hey, hey, sis, how are you? In fact, let me get my um, ah, mama, mama Lila, how are you? I see. I see Mama Leela on here. Good morning. Let me get get my um my uh banner here just a moment. Cause I know also last time I did not leave my information on the bottom of the screen. Like last last time it was just like um I don't know, like I was just like in the zone and so I wasn't thinking about the small stuff, wasn't sweating the small stuff. <laughs> So I didn't leave the, in my information on the bottom of the screen, but as you can see, it's there today. And uh, you can always access uh, Divinity Life on any of these uh, platforms. Um, Spotify, I have a podcast that is on about, um, I don't know, maybe about 10 or 15 different uh, podcast platforms. Um, uh, this past week, uh, Amazon Prime reached out to me and also um, who else reached out? Oh, Amazon Prime uh, um, to uh, publish my podcast on their platform as well as on Audible. And so um, new opportunities are uh, opening up and we're really grateful for that. Um, uh, <laughs> 
Yes, thank you. Thank you. I see you, Ma. I see you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support because I know that, um, you know, I, I, I know that uh, you're here, you know, to support me, not just only to to uh, to practice, sorry, to learn, not just to learn, but to support me. And thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, um, we're growing, we're growing. And um, that's a blessing. That's a blessing from God. It lets me know that um, I am, you know, on track and doing what the Lord, exactly what the Lord assigned me to do. Um, and people are uh, eating from that and people are responding to that and people are um, are learning from that. So, you know, we're very grateful. Um, but um, as I was saying, regarding the teaching, um, uh, yeah, this is How to Slay in Prayer. And this is uh, a, a live teaching series that I'll be teaching um, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., uh, just replacing the typical prayer call because we're um, we're going to have like um, some little uh, power uh, power spray, if you want to call it, like drive by prayer, prayer, uh, prayer moments <laughs> uh, during the week. So every weekday at 7 p.m., if you want actual prayer, if you want to engage in actual prayer with me, um, you can join me Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, here. And, um, but yeah, but this is, uh, this is, uh, strictly, you know, teaching, um, because several people have been asking me for teachings concerning, uh, warring in prayer and things like that. So, um, yeah, just, just teaching, you know, spiritual archery. I like to call it spiritual archery, um, because I believe in being strategic in prayer. I don't believe in wasting my time. I don't believe in wasting words, you know, um, or anything like that. I've, I have learned, uh, to be strategic in prayer. And so that's what I want to help, um, you all to do if you need that. And, um, also, um, uh, just different uh, war strategies, war strategies um, that we can implement in our um, in our prayer time. Um, it, this is not today's not going to be really focused on um, how to pray, because I don't really believe people. Um, I don't believe that I, I believe that most people know how to pray, um, but they just don't understand how to pray effectively. You know, most people know how to pray. Prayer is just simply communicating with God. It's a conversation with God. And what people don't most, most people don't understand about the conversation is that a conversation is give and take. It's not just a one-way street. And so most people, uh, when they pray, they think that, you know, prayer is just me talking to God, but it's also listening to God. Because in prayer is where we receive divine instruction so that um, that we can implement in order to truly, you know, be victorious or get the victory over whatever it is that we're that we're praying about. And so, you know, sometimes it's just communion. You're just, you know, talking to God. You're just listening to God. And sometimes you're there because you actually you're in a situation and you need answers. And so, you know, we have to um, we have to understand and consider all these things. Um, so yeah, uh, prayer is simply, um, you know, that it's, it's simply that, and it's always give and take, never go into prayer and just talk to God and then just leave it there on the table. You need to wait for him. You need to listen for him rather, because sometimes he, he doesn't take a long time. If you're ready, he's talking, he's talking all the time. People just not listening most of the time, but he's always speaking. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and share these uh, with you. Uh, the Lord gave me some things um, this morning, uh, 6 a.m. He had me up and he was talking to me. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you what the Lord gave me. Uh, because I believe in being led by the spirit. I don't operate out of head knowledge much because um, you can know a lot of things, but you know, if you're not led by the spirit of God, then your knowledge is not, uh, is, is not, um, it's not useful really. Uh, when you give people just knowledge, um, we have to we have to be led by the spirit of God because people need different things. And um, the spirit of God is, uh, is speaking according to the need of the people. And I'm speaking, I'm saying that from a leadership perspective. Um, so um, yeah. Uh, first thing we need to under understand, excuse me, is that for this purpose was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, um, what's, why do I need to do all that fighting and prayer and all that kind of stuff? And they don't understand what the war, what the battle or how to actually fight in prayer. So they have this wrong misconception that that was passed on to us through religious tradition. And so the typical way that they hear people praying and interceding and warring, you know, they look at that and they think, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want that. Or I don't know how to do that, you know, but that is not actually the way God even taught us to do it. You might say, well, Shelly, well, it works for me. You know, it's working. Yeah, it may be getting results, but it is not the ideal plan. It's not the ideal plan. It may get you a certain level of results, um, should I say, <laughs> a certain level of results, but you will never operate in um, uh, optimum you know, capacity if you are not applying the right principles, you know, if, you, if you're not operating according to the truth, <laughs> in other words. Um, so uh, that's the first thing that we need to understand is that Yes, there is a there is a, a necessity to war in the spirit, but the way we war is not how we think. But Jesus even said that for this purpose, for this reason, people will be like, oh, well, I'm just going to worship God. I'm just going to glorify God. I'm just going, you know, um, but God, but, but if that was the case, then the Lord would have never told us that. For this purpose <laughs> was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, that he might destroy the works of the devil, you see. And and so that has to do when you destroy something that has to do with battle. It has to do with with war. <laughs> you have to destroy because the enemy is at war against us. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. Right. And so we have to be able to destroy, too. <laughs> you know, you're not just no weakling. You, you, you don't just sit, sit around and let the devil take advantage of you, you know. And so, you know, that's the first thing we need to understand for this purpose was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And if you are a son of God, I'm talking about women, too, because we came out of the man. Then um, for this purpose, were we manifested? Yeah, Christ in you, the hope of glory, that you might destroy the works of the devil. You see what I mean? Are we are we getting it? And so. So, you know, 
this is our this is our, our position and this is um this is what we must do we must destroy the works of the devil i'm scared of, of a so-called christian who never you know um destroys anything you know when when jesus self himself said you know i i gave you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the work of the enemy there it is again and nothing by any means shall hurt you or harm you so what are you talking about? You, you're not, you, you know, I, I, I don't need to fight. What do you mean? What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> something is fighting you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is the kind of, these are the kind of misconceptions that we need to do away with um, in the body of Christ. That's why the Lord has been telling us to, t to check our foundation, uh, check some of these uh, religious uh doctrines and traditions that pe that men have come and laid on your foundation you know your foundation is christ and your foundation should be the word of god which is christ um if any man lay anything else on that foundation other than what christ has laid then you know the bible says let that man be accursed that's what it says and so if you if they lay anything different from what the word of God said, uh, oh my God, we see why there, why, why a lot of uh, religious leaders are going through it right now. Selah, just, just Selah. We see why they're going through it right now. We see why they're being exposed. We see why their their churches are shutting down. We see now. We see now erroneous doctrine. Erroneous doctrine. All right. I didn't come to preach. I'm just going to share this with y'all. But David said, uh, teach my fingers to fight and my hands to war. That was his prayer. Lord, teach my fingers to fight and my hands to war. So we must know how to fight and how to war. Now, the Lord gave me uh, three things here I'm going to share with you. Um, in each one of these sessions, I'll probably uh, share, you know, um, about two or three things, because I think that's about all I really will have time for. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to share these with you and then I'm going to get out of your way here. Um, but the first one, um, the Lord says, uh, the first thing we need to do when we engage in spiritual battle. Now, once again, I'm not speaking from uh, the perspective of entering into prayer or praying. I'm speaking from the perspective of war. I'm speaking from a battle mentality. Um because, you know, you should know, you know, if you don't know how to pray, um, you know, just just read what Jesus said, you know, pray, our, pray the Lord's prayer. And that is a model or a um, it is a model or a um, uh, the concept uh, for prayer. It is a, it is the prayer model. It is a prayer model. And a lot of times you have to just fill in the blanks. But um yeah, you know, if you don't know, you know, how to pray, you can start there. Start with that model and then let the spirit of God lead you from there because the spirit of God knows all things and he knows what the will of the father is and he will uh, pray um, whatever his will is, you know, uh, through you, if you allow him and you must have the spirit of God, you must have the Holy spirit, uh, praying without the Holy spirit. is like trying to, uh, trying to keep trying to shoot with a, you know, with an empty gun, you, your clip is empty. You need, you, you need to load your clip you need to, you need, you need the gun first of all, <laughs> and then you need to load your clip, load your clip with the word of God spoken by the spirit of God.
Amen. Um, I don't know if 30 minutes is going to be enough, but, you know, I have some things to cover. So let's go. Identity. Uh, number one is identity. The Lord said the first thing you need to remember or, or understand perfectly is who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Because when you enter prayer correctly, it's a constant reminder of your true spiritual identity. When you enter prayer correctly, what does that mean? That means um, the way up is down. When we enter prayer, um, we should always enter prayer in a position of humility before the Lord or before our Father, who is the King and the Lord of our lives. We we don't just come into come into battle, you know, guns blazing. If you have not humbled yourself before the Lord, um, because that because it's in Him that we live and move and have our being, and um, except we abide in Him, we can do nothing. And it's not by our power or our might, but it's by his spirit alone. Amen. By your spirit, by your spirit uh, alone, Father. So uh, we, we must remember that when you enter prayer correctly, it's a constant reminder of your true spiritual identity. As you begin to magnify him, as you begin to humble yourself before him, and as you begin to acknowledge his power and magnify his power, um, then you start to, it's a constant reminder of who you are in him. Amen. Um, the Bible says that uh, you shall know, you shall, um, that we must see him as he is that so that we can be like him. Amen. When, when we see him as he is, we, we also see ourselves in him. Amen. Um, uh, so know who you are. And, and this is a constant reminder of your true spiritual identity. I'm looking down because I wrote down what the Lord gave me this morning. It says, you are a son of God. Remember that you are a son of God. Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. And we are the many brethren. Jesus is like our big brother. We are the many brethren. And so what is the world waiting for? The Bible says that the whole earth uh, languishes and travailing, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Well, who is the sons of God? It's you and me. The sons of God are, are, are the children of God who are full of his spirit and operate according to his, his, um, his word. Your internet and wireless should always have you covered. And with Xfinity, you're covered far and wide. You'll get the best internet experience at home with Xfinity XFi and the best wireless coverage on the most reliable network with Xfinity Mobile. Plus, for a limited time, ask how to get $400 off an eligible Samsung 5G phone. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Requires residential post-pay Xfinity internet. Restrictions apply. Samsung offerings 915. 5G only in parts of select cities. Your internet and wireless should always have you covered. With Xfinity, you're covered far and wide. Get the best internet experience at home with Xfinity XFi and the best wireless coverage with Xfinity Mobile. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Requires residential post-pay Xfinity internet. Restrictions apply. Full of his love. Full of his love, though. You see, this is not a this is not a battle that we uh, that we fight without love because our God, our father is love. And he and he said, let let uh, let the love of God be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a spirit of love. You cannot have faith without love because faith works by love and power is generated by love. 
the power that Jesus operated in when he healed the sick, you know, when he opened the eyes of the blind, when he raised the dead, he, that power was generated by love. That's why many people will try to duplicate that power and they try, they attempt to do these things, but because they don't have the love of God in his, in their hearts for God's people. See, Jesus was full of God's love. He was full of the father's love for his people. He wanted to see his people free. If we don't have this heart posture, if we don't have this mentality, then we're not doing anything. You're like the sons of Sceva. The devil is going gonna, is gonna to tear you up because now you're operating out of a level of self and you want self-gratification, you know? Um, and, and that's, that, that, that's just not the, that's not the mood. That's not the mood. Okay. Um, so, um, you are a son of God, full of the Holy ghost. Remember I told you, you have to have the spirit of God full of the Holy ghost and fully submitted to him. Again, you submit yourself in, uh, unto God in prayer and the Lord, you know, elevates you, um, uh, or reminds you of your position, I will say. It's a constant reminder of your identity and your position. So it says, um, full of the Holy Ghost, fully submitted to God. Let him take over your mouth. Let the Holy Ghost take over your mouth. Why? The Holy Ghost needs to take over your mouth because he knows what the will of the Lord is. He knows what the will, uh, what the will of God is. The Bible says when we know not what to pray, then it is the spirit of God that makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. So the Holy Spirit knows what to pray. That's why we have to humble ourselves in prayer and let the spirit of God take over your mouth. Let him take over your words. Amen. Um, it says, uh, because, uh, it says, let him take over your mouth. I'm reading from my, from my own notes. Demons have no legal authority over you. This is what another thing that we must understand when we when we consider or or think about our identity that we are sons of God full of his spirit and that demons have no authority over us you know they're outranked they're simply outranked they have no authority over you at all and so you know um they that's the reason why uh they lie they accuse you. They try to make you feel guilty, you know, when you come before God and stuff like that, because they don't want you to. It's not that they don't want you to pray. They're not scared of your prayers. They're scared of you moving in authority. They're scared of you praying, praying in power. They're scared of they're That's what they're scared of. They're scared that you're going to that you're going to stand up after you, you know, out of that humility and you're going to begin to destroy <laughs> that's what they're scared of. And so um, understand that they have no legal authority over you. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says that there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. The Bible also says that the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. So don't let him lie to you. It says, um, uh, he, he, the, he also said here that you must understand who your enemy is and fight with that understanding, fight from that perspective and with, from that understanding who your enemy is. He is outranked. Bottom line, he is defeated. Bottom line, 
That's the end of his story. Okay. Um, we always look to the end of a thing. That's the end of him. He's defeated. De uh, David understood this. He understood who he was. He understood whose he was. Right. And when he, uh, when he saw Goliath, <laughs> he sized up his competition. Now the Bible says that, you know, that, uh, uh, it's foolish that no man goes into battle without counting up the cost. And so this is why I'm always saying, you know, you have to size up your competition. When you size up your competition, you know that the, th this devil ain't no match for me, <laughs> you know? And the truth is they're never any match for us. Never. And so, um, size up the competition. He looked at Goliath and he was like, who is, who are you? <laughs> who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Cause he knew who he was. And he was like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Um, who has uh, come to defy the armies of the living God. So he knew that I, I belong to the living God. And, 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 and these are the armies of the living God. There's only one true and living God. There are many gods in this world, but there's one true and living God and all the other gods are false. Our God is the absolute, he's the absolute power and he's the absolute authority. That's it. Bottom line, creator of all things. Bottom line, there is no power, no authority greater than his, no seat higher than his. No demon in hell can override or overrule his word. Amen. So that's the first thing. Who are you? Identify yourself. Identify who your father is. Size up the competition, right? Okay. Number two, position, position. Where are you? Where are you? Do you understand, first of all, that you are in a battle? Do you understand that you're in a battle? That's the first thing we have to understand. Many people do not realize or understand that they're in a spiritual battle. And the reason why is because they, they, they're flesh cadets. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but I've been one too, you know? Um, but we're, many of us are flesh cadets. That means that we live in the flesh all the time. We don't spend much time in the, in the spirit, you know, uh, with God, even though we are spirits. <laughs> now, now think about how foolish that is. We are three part beings. God created us as spirit, soul, and body. So how is it that we never tap into the spirit realm? Oh, you thought that was demonic. No, the devil is just, you know, a counterfeit. He's just copying what, what, what he see God doing, you know? Um, and, 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 and there is a difference and a fine line there between um, spirit, um, uh, new age spirituality and true spirituality. I'm not talking about tapping into no third eyes and stuff like that. I'm talking about the eyes of your understanding being opened and enlightened to the truth that Jesus is Lord. And, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the father and every demon in hell is a defeated foe. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Um, so without Jesus, you're not, you, you know, um, but we're in a battle. We are in a spiritual battle all the time. And the reason we're in a spiritual battle all the time is because the devil wants to take your place. 
You, he, he is because he's jealous of you that he's trying to destroy you. In other words, that's why he comes to steal, kill and destroy because he's jealous of the sons of God, the children of God. That's why he came to Eve in the beginning, in the first place, jealousy, envy. And he wanted to take over. He wanted to take over. And so, you know, we have to remember that we have to know, um, first of all, that we're in a battle. This is not the place to, um, this is not the place in prayer to be casual. You know, people are not casual in battle. So I don't understand, you know, when you, when, when you hear people praying and stuff and they're just like, oh, no, no, you know, just like they're, they're just way too casual. You know, um, not you can tell from their words, from their words that they don't know where they are. They don't know what they're fighting against. They have no clue. Um, and so, you know, a lot of this stuff is just wrong. Uh, you know, like I said before, erroneous doctrine or or, or um, lacking spiritual instruction because our leaders should be teaching us to. Um, get to study the word for ourselves to show our own self approved unto God. But instead of that, they want you to, to depend on them. So they never enforce, you know, go read your Bible, read your word, read your word, get that word in you. You need the word. You need the word. They don't really enforce that. The reason they're not enforcing that is because they want you to depend on them for the, for the word. So you can keep coming to them, but long gone are the days. Long gone are the days and hear me well, long gone are the days that the church has replaced the Holy Ghost. Let me correct that statement. Long gone are the days that the spirit of religion, the religious church has replaced the Holy Ghost or tried to replace the Holy Ghost in your life. Let Jesus be Lord of your life, not the church. You are the church. What am I saying? Do we? Am I, am I saying not to go to church? Not go? Not to? You know, the Bible say, "Don't forsake the, uh, the don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together." Okay, the assembly of ourselves. That means true believers, true saints, come together for you know to fellowship in the Lord together and to release a corporate anointing together and to accomplish things together. And, and it does not have to be in a physical uh, church building either. I'll just throw that in there, you know, because if you look at the book of Acts, the church, the, the first church, the true church, they gathered uh, from house to house. They went from place to place before they started to establish churches. But the thing I'm saying is this church can be anywhere. Number one. And number two, the church should not be ruling your life. You should not have to go to church or go to your pastor to get a word, go to church, go to your pastor for prayer, go to church, go to your pastor for deliverance, go to church for healing, go to church for prophecy, for a prophetic word, go to church, go to church for this, go to church for that. And, 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 you know, you know, every, every, every day, just about, you know, if they can, they will have you there at the church. Little do they know that they are they are slowly 
replacing or trying to replace the Holy Spirit in your life. Because when you come home from all these services and stuff, you're so tired. You don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel like sitting there before the Lord for hours, you know, uh, listening to him talk to you. You don't feel you don't feel like doing that. You're thinking about I got to feed my kids. You're thinking about I got to get ready for work. You're thinking and then they're going to they're going to, you know, work you to death, too. So the church is not an employer. It's not. It's. Ooh, Jesus. You know, the church is not our employer. Many of these churches are being run like a business. It's not your employer. Okay, let me get back to my message because I'm going to get in in trouble here. (laughs) But I'm speaking the truth and I'm speaking the truth according to God's word. The church is not your Lord. The church is not is not the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the hope is the Holy Ghost. You are we're supposed to be trained and taught and raised up into the full measure and stature of Christ. That's the purpose of the church is to train us not to not to make us dependent on the church, but to make us dependent on God. Do you see the difference there? You see it's a slight difference and if you're not careful that's what's wrong with the church today. That's why we're spiritually anemic. That's why we don't know how to war in prayer. We think we know. And everybody come in there together and start praying in tongues together. And nobody can understand what it, what the other person is saying. How can I join my faith with you if I don't understand what you're saying? I don't know if you're praying in the spirit or if you pray or if you're releasing curses. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, my God. That's another teaching. Okay. It's the spirit of confusion. Okay. Read, read Corinthians real good about the, about that. All right. So, um, fight from your position of authority above your position of authority is above and above only not beneath, not beneath. Read the book of Ephesians where it talks about that. We're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Um, this is high level, not eye level above and above only high level, not eye level. Yeah. That's a Jay-Z bar. Uh Uh-huh. And he had it right when he said that one right there, this is high level, not eye level. So you are, you are above and above only not beneath. And so he said, never fight from beneath, never fight on the ground. In other words, You know, um, in the natural, we have ground warfare, we have ground troops, but then we have air troops, air troops. That's who we are. We don't fight on the ground. Demons fight on the ground. They fight on the ground. Spiritual wickedness has come down. They fight on the ground. We fight in the air. Okay. So never fight on the ground, fight from heaven, not the heavens, heaven. God said, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Heaven. Fight from heaven because you're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above all. You see? Far above all. Go read that. That's in the book of of Ephesians. I believe it's Ephesians uh, 2 or Ephesians 3, uh, 2 to 4, somewhere in there. 
Never fight from the ground. Fight from, fight from heaven and speak from the throne. Now, if you're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, guess what? He is seated on a throne. Yeah. So you are also if seated in him on the throne. So we, when we fight, we fight from heaven and we speak from the throne. You're not looking up fighting anything. You are looking down. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you, you fight from heaven. I'm going to say that again. You fight from heaven and you speak from the throne, which again means that we only need to engage our words. Now, this is where it gets real good, y'all. This is where it gets real good. We, you only need engage your words. You see, words change spiritual climate. Words shift atmospheres. Words regulate the spirit realm. They are, they operate, they are controlled. The spirit world is controlled or or uh, activated by words, by sound, by sound. That's why the devil can't see where you're going, but he can hear where you're going. You know, and if you mess around and give him too much information, he'll release demons to you right, you know, right there where you asked for them. Because you have summoned them and they will show up. Man, I'm so tired. I feel, man, I'm sick. I'm just sick. I don't feel good. Oh my God, I'm sick. Okay, if you don't, if you are sick, you probably shouldn't be saying it because these spirits of infirmity are going to bring that sickness to you. And that sickness, that sickness is going to intensify. You know, man, I'm so broke, man. I, I ain't got two nickels to rub together. Okay, that spirit of poverty is going to, the demons are going to bring that spirit of poverty to you. And you will surely be broke for a while because <laughs> you don't realize that you're making a covenant with demonic powers or demonic spirits. You're, you, sum, you summon them with your words. You see what I mean? So the spirit world is activated by sound. I'm going over time here. Goodness. But we started five minutes late. But yeah, um, <laughs> let me just give you this. I'm going to get out of your way. I thought I could do this in 30 minutes. Help me, Lord. Okay. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, right? All right. So um, because the spirit world is activated by sound, he says, um, you only need to engage your words, your words. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Plain and simple. So simple. So understand that your words have power. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. Your words have power, right? So um, he also says, remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So keep the battle at an altitude that chokes out demonic powers. You have to live in an altitude or an atmosphere, which is heaven, that is above all where demons cannot live. They can't live there. They can't dwell there. You see, because a liar cannot tarry in the presence of God. He can't stay in the presence of God. He can come into the presence of God, but he can't stay. 
Why am I saying that? Job chapter one, you know, they, uh, the, the sons of God were gathered together and, and Satan also was there among them. So he came, but he came for spiritual, he came for instruction. That's what he came for instruction. He came because he wanted to do something, but he needed permission. In other words, that's what he's, that's why he came. So he cannot do anything unless God authorizes him. You see? So that's why they come. They come for authorization. And if it's not God's will for them to, uh, to fulfill that agenda or that assignment, God will not allow it. God will allow or he will disallow. That's what kings do. You see? And the only reason he allows the devil, remember I told you before, Isaiah uh, 43, uh, excuse me, Isaiah chapter 45, verse six, the Lord says, I form the light, I create the darkness, I, the Lord, do all these things. I make peace, I create evil. How does he create evil? He allows the enemy to do things, but he only allows him to do things in order to bring glory to his own name or to, uh, uh, and to uh, bring his children back to the understanding that I am God. I'm your father. Stop acting like you belong to the devil. <laughs> Stop acting like you ain't got no daddy. Okay. Basically. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So keep the battle in the air at an altitude that chokes out demonic powers because they cannot stay there. And if you live in that realm, no demon will be able to even talk to you. <laughs> the devil ain't got no business talking to you. The only way, the only reason demons are talking to us is because we open the door and allow them to talk to us. Like I, I posted yesterday, you know, when you engage yourself or open the door to demonic activity through sound, what you allow into your ears, what you allow into your eyes, sight, what you allow to come out of your mouth as well. You know, when you engage these things, the, the media is great at this. The devil uses the media to his advantage. He, it, they're great. You know, the, the movie industry, the music industry, the entertainment industry, they're great at this. They're great at this. You know, they're always releasing that witchcraft and just broadcasting it abroad, broadcasting, you know, to everybody all the time. Just prophesying, just speaking, they preaching, they're just preaching their message, they're preachers, you see, and we're sitting there listening to their messages and we're sitting there eating that word instead of eating God's word. All right. So, um. Again, read the book, read the book of Ephesians real good right there on that one. This means that you must be seated or resting in your authority. That's what I mean by keeping the battle at, at that altitude, living at that altitude in the heavens. That means that you must be seated or rested in your authority. Where? In the throne of God, in Christ Jesus, in heavenly places. Okay. You must be seated in your authority or resting in your authority, not sit down, jump up, sit down, go, go out, come in, go out, come in. Is Jesus doing that? Okay, then. 
The Lord is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's a constant spirit. He doesn't change. And he doesn't change his position. He is seated in authority. So we have to learn how to live in the realm of the spirit. Live in that realm of authority. That means you have to regulate your life. You have to regulate, check your obedience levels. Am I, am, am I obeying God? One day I, I just, I woke up and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I want to know what it is to truly please you. I want to know what it is to truly be blessed. And I know that this is only going to happen when I become fully obedient to you. And that's a decision. It doesn't mean that you're going to do everything perfect every day. You will make mistakes along the way. You repent of those mistakes and you focus on, on changing or not doing that again. You focus on, you know, on, on doing it God's way. It's a heart posture. It's a mentality and an attitude. I will please him. I will obey him because I want to truly be blessed. I want to truly be blessed. I don't want the devil coming in touching my blessing. You know, unless unless it's a situation like Job and God, God was just, you know, uh, correcting him. <laughs> That's what God was doing because Job had a little pride that God had to deal with. And you find that at the end of the book. <laughs> You'll find that. Listen to what God said to him at the end of the book. So, um, you know. I, I, I don't want that. I want to know what it is to truly, truly be blessed by God. And I want to know what it is uh, to truly be obedient like Jesus was obedient. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And what was the mind of Christ? First of all, that um, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He knew who he was, that he was, he was, he was he's the son of God. Now, the, the devil wanted to be better with better than God you see but Jesus knew that no I am equal I am equal with my father I have the same authority the same power the same love that my father has and I will move in that I will move in that and so you know he thought it not Robert to be equal with God number one and number two he humbled himself See, the devil will never humble himself, but he humbled himself and became obedient even unto the death of the cross. That's real obedience. Obedience is humility or excuse me, humility. True humility is obedience to God. It's not what people think. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It means you're meek. You know, when you humble yourself. You don't humble yourself. You're not humbling yourself to man. You're humbling yourself to God. You're humbling yourself to God. Your internet and wireless should always have you covered. With Xfinity, you're covered far and wide. Get the best internet experience at home with Xfinity XFi and the best wireless coverage with Xfinity Mobile. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Requires residential post Xfinity internet. Restrictions apply. Your internet and wireless should always have you covered. With Xfinity, you're covered far and wide. Get the best internet experience at home with Xfinity XFi and the best wireless coverage with Xfinity Mobile. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Requires residential post Xfinity internet. Restrictions apply.
Yeah, that's the truth. Um, you know, you're, you, it may, you know, you may be in positions where you have to humble yourself because a man or a person or a spirit is operating in a person and, and trying to dominate you or control you. So in those cases, you take the low road, you know, that means be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. And in the realm of the spirit, you are, you have humbled yourself before God, your father and your father. He said, whatever is right, I'll pay. Don't ever, don't even worry about it. You know, this battle is not yours. It's mine. Let me, let me do this. He know how to get your enemies <laughs> better than you do, you know? So, um, understand that your spiritual, um, okay. Uh, regulate your obedience levels, regulate your obedience levels, make sure that you're walking in obedience to God as much as be possible. And wherever you're not work on that thing, work on that thing, you know, whatever it is, work on that thing. If you need deliverance in that area, pray God deliver me right now. I don't want it anymore. Take it away from me now in the name of Jesus and be serious about it. And he will take it from you. How do I know this? Cause he did it for me. All right. Number three, last thing here, weaponry, weaponry. Number one was identity. Number two, we talked about position, right? And number three, we're talking about weaponry. This is the last one. Weaponry. What do you have in your hand? That's what God said to Moses when they came before the Red Sea. Lift up your rod. What do you have in your hand? Lift up your rod. Are, what do you have in your hand? What are your weapons? And are you dressed for war? Are you dressed for war? Understand your spiritual weapons and how to use them. Are you dressed for war? Whole arm of God. Many of us know that scripture. You know, gird your loins about with the spirit of truth. You have to be operating in truth. And then. Have your feet shot with the gospel, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Are you walking in peace, in the peace of God? That means when you are obedient to the Father, you will automatically have peace. And, and, and if you keep your mind stayed on him, he keeps you in perfect peace. So peace. Then he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. What's the breastplate of righteousness? Well, that is faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. <laughs> righteousness the fruit of the spirit you can also say put on the helmet of salvation understanding uh salvation that salvation is christ and that is your head he's your savior and that is your head and there's more to that but i but for the sake of time i can't go into it right now take up the sword of the spirit which is your which is the living word which is the word of god or the living word you see, because a lot of people speak the word, but their word is not alive. But Jesus said, my words are spirit and my words are life. They are alive. And, the, and, and, and they even said that Jesus was different because he spoke as one having authority, as one having power and authority. Amen. So um, understand your, your weapons. And then he also said uh, the shield of faith. Take up the shield of faith, whereby you are able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked. The shield of faith. So you must have faith. The faith, not just faith in God, but the faith of the son of God. You see, 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we must have faith. He said, he that cometh to me must believe that I am and that I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. So faith, the faith of the son of God, not faith in God, but the faith of the son of God, Jesus, the faith of Jesus. Yeah, the faith of Jesus. Okay. Um, so he said, uh, he said here, um, are you dressed for war? Understand your spiritual weapons. Um, and then he says, always engage the word. The word is the law. You are spiritual law enforcement. Okay. <laughs> Just like a police with a badge. You are spiritual law enforcement. En engage the word of God in your prayer, um, which is the law. Because the devil don't move. He, he's not going to move um, for any other reason. Only one thing is going to move him. And that's the word of God spoken by the spirit. So we must um, engage the word of God, which is the law of God, the laws of God. His word is the law. His word is the law. Um, there's a lot more to that. I could go into that, but his word is the law. Okay, um, it, it says, why do you need to do that? Uh, because Jesus did that. Jesus did that um, when when uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter four, where, uh, you know, the, uh, Satan, you know, took took Jesus up into the uh, up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and, and tempted him. Right. Um, he said it is written. So. When you're engaging in spiritual uh, battle or spiritual war, um, all you simply need is the word. You need to know the law, because if you don't know the law, the devil is going to defeat you. You're going to surrender to him because you don't know anything else. What you're going to believe what he's saying to you. You're going to believe the lie that he that he gave you or you're going to accept that offer that he's that he is uh, presenting before you, you know, you're going to take it because you don't know anything else. That's why God said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You have to know the law. You have to know the law. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is, is a kingdom that operates by laws, spiritual laws and principles. It, it operates as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. It, it operates just like the law system or the court system here on earth. It's a duplicate of heaven. It's set up that way, but it doesn't function. It's just not functioning in true justice nowadays, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's not. But God's, God's kingdom is a, is, a, is a kingdom of justice and judgment, righteous judgment. So this is why uh, this is why we must we must know this. Um, so when we pray, when we pray, uh, pray the word of God. I don't care if you only know two scriptures, use them two scriptures until you get, you know, until you get more in your arsenal. You know, just keep using them jokers over and over and over. <laughs> you know, hey, use what you got. But always seek for more. Always seek for more. Keep, keep reading that Bible. You should be addicted to the word of God. 
the word of God is really addictive. I'm just saying like, <laughs> truly blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. When you, when you, uh, really want to know, uh, God, and you really want to know all about your father, you really, you know, want to know who you really are, you know, then he, he wants you to know that. So he's going to fill you up, baby. And he's going to put such a hunger in you for the word of God, man, man. And when you read the Bible, don't read with your own understanding, but always go into the word of God, uh, in prayer first, uh, pray and ask the Lord according to the book of Ephesians again. Ephesians is our key book here. So you just need to read the whole book of Ephesians. Everything I'm telling you is in the book of Ephesians. Read the entire book. But um, in the book of Ephesians, it talks about how, um, goodness, what was I saying here? Talking about the word. Um, uh, oh, read, read. Uh, when you, when you go into the word of God, you want to pray that, that uh, the eyes of your understanding will be open. Ask God to open the eyes of your understanding. And then David said in Psalm uh, 119, he said, Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. So what is he saying there? Open my eyes to see this thing as the way you, you want me to see it. Open my eyes to understand this word the way you want me to understand it. And when you read it, don't get stuck just because you don't understand something. Because if you keep reading, just keep reading, the answer will be right there in the following scriptures. So just keep reading. Don't stop and, and get discouraged and be like, oh, I don't know what that means, Lord. You know, I'm just, no. Keep reading. Keep reading, okay? So you need the word, the word of God spoken by, spoken by the spirit of God. Jesus said what it is written. He laid down the law on them demons, right? And he said, your words are spirit and they are life. Use your spiritual keys and the power of binding and loosing. Now, it would not be necessary for Jesus to tell us, behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on on earth is bound in heaven. I will bind it in heaven. Whatever you loose on this earth, I will loose in heaven. Right. And you're speaking from a, from a position of heaven. Right. So the earth, heaven is God's throne. The earth is his footstool. Heaven is his throne. Yes. The earth he gave to the children of men for what? Because we are in physical bodies. See, we operate in, 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 a, in a physical world or a physical earth in the physical realm as well as in the spiritual realm. We are three-part beings. So it's necessary to it's necessary to do things here on earth. When you pray, you're you're on the earth. <laughs> you know, you're not physically in heaven, but you are spiritually in heaven. So that's why Jesus said. Whatever you bind while you are on this earth, walking this earth, praying on this earth, whatever you bind on this earth is being bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on this earth is being loosed in heaven. We bind demons and we loose holy angels or we loose the word of God, uh, 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 angelic spirits. We loose, we loose good things and we bind bad things. Let me just... Keep that elementary. We loose good things and we bind bad things. 
So whatever is operating illegally, it's, it's not operating according to the law, according to the word of God, right? That's how demons operate. They don't play fair. So they, you need to bind them and put them in prison <laughs> or banish them, cast them out of here. Jesus said, no, Jesus said, cast the devil out. So ain't that what the police do when they find you breaking the law? They bind you, they put them cuffs on you and they take you to jail. You know, um, I don't believe in spiritual tickets. I'm not giving no spiritual traffic violation citations. I am putting them in jail. I just lock them up. Yeah. <laughs> just, and, and furthermore, I banish them out of the earth because they don't belong here. They really don't belong here. The only reason they're here is because people are giving them a place here. People are opening themselves and allowing the devil to come in and occupy their, their temple. And he's sitting up in there as, as if he's God, knowing that he's not. <laughs> and got people believing he is because they worship him. They bow to him. Everything they he offers them, they take it. They eat it. You know, God said, stop eating stuff that's been sacrificed unto idols. This unclean stuff. Clean up your spiritual diet. We do it in the natural. Do it in the spirit. Clean up your spiritual diet. Let's eat clean. See how, see, see, and, and you'll see the difference. You'll see there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference in your, in your authority. There's a huge difference in your word. When you open your mouth, there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. You'll see. Uh, it says, uh, use your spiritual keys and the power of binding and loosing. Okay. That's why Jesus gave them to us. The keys to the kingdom of heaven. Use them. Don't be one of them people sitting up praying and stuff. You don't never buy nothing. I'm scared of your prayer because you, you know, you just, in other words, you're not binding something. You're not binding anything or, or stopping anything. That means that that thing is living and operating in you. That's the only reason you're not, you're not against it is because you're for it. You know, if you're not for us, you're against us. <laughs> so you must bind and loose things in prayer. That's why Jesus gave us the keys in the first place. And, and he said, uh, 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 remember that your mouth is, is like your sword in battle. So, you know, he shall fight against them. The Bible says in, um, in the book of Revelation, I forget where this scripture is, though, um, that he shall come talking about Jesus. He shall come and fight against them with what? The sword of his mouth. So your, your word is your sword. Your word is your sword, right? The word is the sword. The word is the sword. The word of God is the sword. Sharp two-edged sword. And it pierces and divides asunder. You see? The soul from the spirit. It regulates that thing. Your internet and wireless should always have you covered. With Xfinity, you're covered far and wide. Get the best internet experience at home with Xfinity XFi. And the best wireless coverage with Xfinity Mobile. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Requires residential post-pay Xfinity internet. Restrictions apply. So, um fight you you fight with the sword of your mouth um and and what does that mean let there be uh uh use your creative power or the power of let there be 
the word is creative in nature within itself. It is the it is creative in nature. So, sorry, my chair is uh, falling down here. Just a moment. The word is creative in nature. So that means that uh, it's creative power. It's creative power. So um, just like in the beginning, God said, let there be. And it was. And then he saw what he spoke. Right. So God is saying you have you, you have the same. You got the same thing. Let there be. Let there be this. Let there be that. Create. Create. You you um, bind demons. Right. You bind demons with your word and then you create with your word because when a, when a devil is, when a, when a demon is cast out, he leaves that, that, that place or that house empty. That house is then left empty, swept and clean, right? According to the book of Matthew, Jesus said, when a demon is cast out, you know, he, he goes into dry places, that spirit is now roaming in dry places looking for another home. And if he can't find another home, then he's going to come back to your house. He's going to bring seven more demons, more powerful than himself because he's smart. Okay. You cast me out the last time. Now I'm finna bring, now I'm finna come with some more heat, <laughs> you know, just like we do <laughs> in the streets. Come on. Some of y'all was, was gangsters like me. I know you was. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing. I'm coming back with my clique. I'm coming back with my crew. <laughs> this time, this time, you know, um, we here to stay, <laughs> you know. So, so he comes back to try to reoccupy that house. And when he comes back to occupy that house, um, he cannot find it empty. If he finds it empty, then he knows he cannot, then he knows that he can occupy. But if he finds it filled, if he finds it filled, then he cannot occupy it. He cannot occupy it. So you have to, um, you have to replace these spirits with something. That's why Jesus said you must bind and loose. So you loose or release a spirit in that spirit's place. For example, I bind the spirit of unbelief. Uh, I bind the spirit of unbelief and I loose the spirit of faith. I bind the spirit of fear and I loose the spirit of faith or, you know, I bind the spirit of confusion. I loose and release the spirit of peace. You see what I mean? And those angels will bring that word of peace. When we pray, we must pray the word. I told you that, right? This is why. This is the main reason why. Is because we have angels that are waiting. They move and operate at the word of God. Holy angels that move and operate at God's word. They do his bidding. It, the Bible says that they, um, that they, uh, um, uh, that they that they operate based on the word of God, or what does the scripture say? Um, oh gosh, it just slipped my mind. Goodness gracious! But it's but it says that um, that uh, 
basically that they that they move at the word of God. I'm I'm my my nerves because of the uh because of the time I'm finna get off of here. Um and I because I have something to do. But but they um they are uh, they hearken to perform the voice of his word. That's the scripture. They hearken to perform the voice of his word. And so when they don't hear the voice of, of his word, they're just standing still. But that when they hear the voice of his word, his word, which is the word of God, that's why, you know, using your own words are not very effective. But when you pray the word of God, they hear, they hear that and they hearken to that or hear that and they go to perform that word. That's when they are released to perform the word of God. That's why it's important to pray the word of God. Don't be one of the people that's in, in prayer, just praying, you know, and you're not using the body. You're not using any scripture. You're not using what God said. No, you need to pray the word. It is crucial that you pray the word. You know, I've heard people say, well, you know, you, you know, you know, just you don't have to focus on that. Yeah, you do have to focus on that, because when you pray the word of God, you are releasing angelic assistance. And you are releasing angels, holy angels who carry that word out in the earth. So that's why we must pray the word. Amen. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, share this with you. I'm going to go ahead and get off. Um, and uh, if you have any questions, you can uh, leave a message, leave a comment here, or you can even message me. My uh, email address is I am divinity at gmail.com. Uh, I am divinity at gmail.com and I'll put that on the screen for you here as well. Um, I am divinity at gmail.com. Bear with me just a moment. Yeah, we have to, we have to be able to, uh, we have to pray the word, man. We have to pray the word. And, um, That's just absolutely necessary. Where is my, uh, you see, I just be, be forgetting to put stuff on here, but I'll leave it in the comments. I am divinity at gmail.com. Um, you can email me or you can just leave a comment here. If you have a question about anything that I've said today, uh, next week, we're going to be, um, talking about, uh, three things that you should not do in prayer. Okay. <laughs> we want to talk about three things that you should not do in prayer or things, three things that you should not do uh, in battle, but just remember, uh, and, and, uh, I prayerfully I'll have a, uh, my sister here and, um, she's going to be talking about, you know, uh, some of these things, you know, um, uh, talking about, you know, uh, how the women of old, you know, used to pray, uh, in the temple, in the book of Ezekiel, how they, you know, that he, they were found weeping for to lose. A lot of times we're doing that and we don't know that we're doing it, you know? So she's going to be talking about that. And, um, expounding on that but uh but yeah um that that's what we're going to do next week but um let me just pray for you quickly and then uh go ahead and go so father we just thank you lord god for the word that you have released here today we i thank you father for each and every soul that you drew by your spirit today and uh, I pray, Father God, that the eyes of their understanding will be open. I pray, Father God, that you will teach their fingers to fight and their hands to war. I pray, Heavenly Father, that your strength will be made perfect in every area of their weakness. I pray, Father God, that you will give them 
eyes to see in the spirit. Let the scales from fall from their eyes. Oh God, give them spiritual perception and foresight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. I pray and release the spirit of truth, oh Father God, to bring, oh God, to them spiritual strategy, oh Lord God, and in war in the name of Jesus, Father. Grace them, oh Father God, to, uh, to, uh, to understand their position and their authority and their identity in Jesus' mighty name and the weapons that you have given unto them. I pray that you unstop their deaf ears and give them ears to truly hear what your spirit is saying unto them and what your spirit is saying unto the unto the church that they may war thereby in the name of Jesus. Oh God, give uh, give them a mouth, oh Father God, and a word. Oh Father, season their speech with grace and salt, oh Father. Let put the law of kindness in their tongue. Give them spiritual wisdom, anoint their lips of clay and put your words in their mouth that they will speak your words and not their own in Jesus mighty name. I pray that you give them the tongue of the learned that they may be that they may know how to speak a word in season to refresh them that are weary. Oh, Father, I pray, Lord, God, that the spirit I release the spirit of prayer upon them. I release the spirit of prayer. I release the spirit of intercession. I release the spirit of faith, the faith of the son of God upon them now in Jesus mighty name. And if they have not been filled, Father, fill them with the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. I thank you for each and every one of my brothers and sisters, Father. Be glorified in every one of in every one of their lives. Meet them at every point of need and do exceedingly and abundantly above all they can ask or think of you. Show them, oh Father God, that you are for them, oh God, and who can be against them. In Jesus' mighty name, show them who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Glory to God. I love you guys. And I will see you guys uh, uh, Monday, Monday night, 7 p.m. Uh, I'll be back here for um, 15 minutes of fire. We're going to pray. Amen. God bless you. And I'll talk to you soon. Amen. Let's go. Days are filled with adventure, and Go Go Squeeze is there for every run, jump, step of the way. Made from wholesome ingredients like 100% fruit and veggies, real yogurt, and no artificial anything. In Go Anywhere pouches, so our kids can keep going wherever their adventures take them. Go Go Squeeze, you make the memories, we'll make the snacks. Find us in the applesauce aisle. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Ace is the only national retailer that carries Benjamin Moore paint, which means the paint you trust and a huge selection of colors are right in your neighborhood. And right now, when you buy a sample of Benjamin Moore paint, we'll give you $5 off your next paint purchase. So if you're looking for award-winning service and a new look for your home, look no further than Benjamin Moore paint at Ace. Offer valid on gallons of Benjamin Moore, Clark & Kensington, and Royal Paint. Limit one $5 coupon on one gallon purchase to participating Ace stores only. See store for additional details and exclusions.